Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the guys at exoticlimo.com.au and our friends at hungover.net.au. Feel your worst while looking your best. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo-choo! That's right, Corey, the Bombs Express is back. And uh, we've completed, finally, the uh, first round of league games, and... uh, We'll preview round number two of league games or round number four of the AFL season, whatever you want to refer to it as. But before we get stuck into that, Corey, where can listeners hit us up on social media? Uh, find us on Twitter at SC Elites. Find us on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites. High scoring weekend, Bombs. I mean, I was pretty happy with it. Won all my cash leagues except one with a lovely score of 2387. And the one cash league I lost was against you. You sound a little bit surprised, but I have to be honest, I'm not. Um, it's just when you're a Divi 1 type uh, team, Corey, and you come up against you know a player that's known to be in Divi 2, you just automatically give yourself a win, I thought. Slot it down, what'd you score, mate? <laughs> um, 2 4 one, five, mate. Nice, pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, I'm sitting ranked 3 5 6 6. Whereabouts are you? 3 9 3 2. Nice work. Good climb, sitting there with them flying the flag. I know there was one of our, I think it's the hungover league that we we're in. I was sorted by total overall, and I think it was there was one person in front of us, and then me, you, and uh, the other admin making it up. So I know as an admin group, there's a couple of these boys that are doing really well at the moment. I know um, Mr. Zito sitting ranked top 200 right now. Um, so that's pretty good. Big points on the 2K, isn't it? Uh, who? Big, big P. Oh, oh yeah, big P under two K. I don't think he's much of an admin anymore, though. Between us, so Corey rumors are flying around that he may even be delisted by weeks end. Absolutely fine. He's doing a good job, Pete. So, um, look, let's kick into our bombs. There's plenty to talk about today, um, but we'll start off with the Bubble Boys. Oh, look. Corey Wagner's there, probably not worth much of a discussion. Sydney Stag, 108 on the weekend, first game. He's in 102k mid. Bumps, why should people not be bringing Sydney Stack in after this? Well, it's uh, it's quite simple, Corey. We don't bring in players um, one week before they're due to go up. No, sorry, two weeks before they're due to go up. Because what we happened last in. year with the Cum Express? Well, last year you end up bringing in the Cum Express and you end up sitting on your bench throughout the entire season and, and you don't do much there. So we live, we learn, and uh, we move on. So we won't bring in Sydney Stack this week. Um, wait and see next week, but also because, you know, we may even have someone like a Gibbons who could potentially make another 10000 And if we're looking to do Gibbons to stack, well, wait the week, make the extra ten k, and be sure you actually want to get Sydney stack. Yeah, and one of those other boys, I mean, Gibbons, mighty hopeful, but could score 100 this week, and you've traded the wrong one out. Well, he's not Sam Walsh, Corey. <laughs> like, you know, a lot of people got rid of Collins after week one, which is a... Well, it is. Yeah, woeful move. Um, and then, look, everyone else. I mean, Jay Lockhart's here on the other one, 102K defender, scores a 57-32. Would you look at him at all for a Marty Hall? No, I think I want to bring someone in with a bit more scoring potential. Um, so for me, the trade um, wouldn't be worth it. And I think the fact that I can use Marty Hall to loophole, you know, a Scrimshaw and Clark... Um, or whatever kind of combination I can work out there with my defender rooks of, you know, who I can move with ball. This week will be no use given I will play Thursday night, but in the coming weeks that might come in handy. That's about it, really. All the other boys have only played one and, you know, I'll be looking at next week. So, um, Joshy Rotham played two, but we don't know too much about job security there. They'll have one more look. Uh, ready for who am I? Let's go for it. Okay. All right, we'll start off. I am not a midfielder. I'm averaging... Good word. Uh, averaging over 105 on the year. Okay. Sitting yeah. top five for kicks per game. I think I know who it is, yeah. And I'm playing for an undefeated team. An undefeated team. Oh, well, that rules out uh, Travis Boat. I was thinking Travis Boat there initially, but undefeated. So, undefeated, we got Brisbane and Geelong. Oh, I know who it is. It's... Um, He's a defender. We've been speaking about him, haven't we? And, He's a defender. Uh, I think I spoke to you over the weekend about him. I go, gee, this guy, he, 
is pretty much my next upgrade target when it comes to the I think you're thinking that, uh, about the wrong person, but keep going. Well, it's Tom Stewart. No, I'm it's not Tom Stewart. Stewart. It's, it's not Tom da- Stewart. It's Daniel Rich. Oh, oh that is yuck. Daniel, you're telling me Daniel Rich is more of a who am I type bloke than Tom Stewart. You're well, I knew, I knew I'd suck in with it. Oh, so well, you did. You got me you're pretty good at who am I, so when it's well, nice and early in the season. You can really spring one up on me nicely. But no, Daniel Rich, he's got some nice scores in there, 97-1, Option at all throughout the year. Do you reckon he could continue this form or just a bit of a purple patch? No, no, we've seen Rich throughout his career have a good, you know, four to six weeks and, and that sort of thing. I'm not banking uh, my season on, uh, you know, bringing in a Daniel Rich at this stage, that's for sure. I think it's going to come undone at some point. He's got a real tendency kind of to score a 30 or 40 on any given week as well. And Look, I know that there's probably others that will get tagged ahead of him these days, but... Not something I want to take the risk on. Couldn't see too many teams trading him in any uh, either. You know, he's more of that. You'd have to see huge the kind of consistency of form with him. But he's yeah. doing everything that we thought Witherden was going to do back there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, probably more to the point that you know you thought Witherden was really going next level. I was a bit more hesitant on it, but um, yeah, he's always been a good, good, uh, good kick average. So I mean, averaging. Well, what do you say before 20, 20 kicks a game? Uh, yeah, so 20 kicks a game at the moment he's averaging and 24 yeah. possessions. Yeah, so, um, you know, you're hitting the target with each one of those kicks. That's like 80 points already, minimum. He's the one that they want using the ball. So, look, keep an eye on. Um, but I'm glad you spoke about Tom Stewart, mate, because you're big in him. I've loved the start of the season. Um, you're massive on him. You're actually considering him as your first defensive upgrade, are you? Yeah, no, uh, right now as we speak, if, you know, if I could upgrade my defence any sort of point now, I'd be going to him, I think. I'd really like to look at him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see how it all unfolds and at what point I bring him in if that kind of eventuates. Yeah. Two we coming back worry you at all? Look, it, it doesn't because I don't know how it's going to affect him in that. Look, all I know is that he, he one-on-ones, he's a brilliant player. He's already in all Australian, is he? Or did he only make the squad last year? Uh, I think he made the 22. I don't know if he made the final cut. Can't remember yeah. though. I could the, be wrong. Twenty-two is the final. Ah, uh, sorry, yeah. the forty. The forty. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, look, he's, he's actually a super player. He's getting a lot of the ball. I think he's averaging well over the mid twenties, um, kind of at the moment in terms of disposals per game too. So, um, taking a lot of marks. He's using him at every opportunity. So does that mean when Tui comes in, that may affect him? Yeah, potentially. But I think they're also, I don't know. I just think that if you see the if you and you watch him closely, and you know maybe pay a little bit more attention when Geelong play this week and look out for him. He's got uh, Corey Enright's number, uh, old number, number forty-four. Yep. Um, just watch watch how good he uses the ball and the kind of decisions he makes. And I think you know if you've got someone who can use the ball like that and he makes decisions like he does, and certainly can win his fair share of one-on-one contests, get across and spoil and all that sort of stuff. Uh, we've got a handy supercoach. Super coach option on our hands, I think. Yeah, one one to definitely bookmark. You know, I'm pretty big on the bookmark, so mm-hmm. couldn't really hurt having him there. There are obviously for me, it's it's Lloyd. Lloyd's ahead of him. He's the one that I don't have right now. Probably Cicely too, but coming in, I would not be surprised if he rounded out that top six defenders mm-hmm. at all. Um, Travis Boak, mate. There's a lot of people that are talking about Josh Dunkley this week. Um, <sighs> Well, I actually think we might even start with Kelly. We'll just start with Boak. Is he going to continue this form? Is he just red hot, cracked into that midfield? He's third in disposals on the year in the AFL. Um, it, yeah, like I said, is this a purple patch or is this going to continue? Never has he averaged more than 106 in a season. I mean, he had a, a sort of period over two years being at 106, 105. Um, you know, we're talking, you know, five to seven years ago, whatever it is now. But... Aside from that, never really set the Supercoach world on fire. I know he's uh, obviously a bit older in age now, but he has had a permanent move back to the midfield here, and I think if he can get even up around that 100-odd average, then that's a, that's a uh, definite bargain buy. Then um, For me, he is a top six, and for me, he will maintain this over the year. We've seen Ollie Warrens come back in over the uh, weekend too and didn't really affect his role. We know Rockwick went down, not concerned about that because he, he did it kind of throughout the game. So, for me, Travis Boak, uh, yeah, he's certainly sitting in the top uh, six to eight at the moment. And, uh, yeah, uh, I know I said before that Stewart's kind of like the one I'm keeping an eye on as a first upgrade target in the back line. The Boak 
Um, I don't know why I called him the Boke. I meant Boke. Um, <laughs> the is, is the Boke um, is my sort of like the guy I'm looking at in the forward line if I was to upgrade that position next. Yeah, well, I told you last night I come home and had a quick little play with Dunkley to Boke very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, when that trades went from 29 to 28, it was quickly reversed straight away. So, um, Boke's one that I love. He's probably my next forward upgrade. Um, right now, I think it's going to continue. He's playing some terrific football. Um, but I can't find a way to get rid of Dunkley. I get it. He's averaging 85. People are a little bit annoyed. Look, they've got a good run coming up. I think the midfield minutes will be there. Yes, he's probably fourth or fifth in the picking, pecking order. You know, not like the week past, but the week before he had 17 centre-bounds attendance attended. Oh, my God. We'll just keep going from there. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm too optimistic on Dunkley. I just don't think he's going to lose that much money from here on in. Like, if he floats around the 85 average, we're probably, what, talking around 460... What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, I think exactly that. I think he bottoms out kind of at like four fifty, and that's if he maintains what he's doing now. So you're not losing money, so it's been a big couple of sorry, big sort of twenty four hours since I first was. Look, um, so what was I saying? Yeah, so he bottoms out at kind of like four fifty for mine, and for me, it's worth the risk in holding because this isn't like Billings last year. You look at Billings last year and. You know, the 50s and 60s, he was pumping out. Dunkley's not doing that. Like, he had a, what do you have, 98 in the first week. He had a 70-odd in the uh, second week, and then he's come out with an 80 there. So, um, they're not horrendous numbers. They're obviously not as good, um, and then obviously not what we kind of anticipated. However, um, he is not going to lose that much money and do that much negative stuff to your team that it warrants a trade after three rounds. Yeah, it's, it's hold for me. And we'll talk about it later, but I don't think I'll be trading this round either. Um, Kelly, ankle news, going to be touch and go for the weekend. If he misses, you're just holding him, aren't you? Uh, Nine-day break. If he can't get up because of a little bit of a bruised ankle, then I know a bloke then that needs to uh, take a little bit of concrete because that's pretty piss weak. (laughs) If he doesn't play, you're still holding him? No, look, he'll he'll play. Uh, Chris Scott said in the... After match press, so that he will. Well, he was right to come back on, but they, you know, the game was signed up. What the hell was the point? So I'd be very, very surprised if he doesn't play. In the situation that he doesn't play, yes, it's a hold. It's a one week max injury. You don't move players on for that. Speaking of injury, Nat Fife getting absolutely put into next week the other day. Um, Accidentally, mind. I mean, yeah. it how he got the free kick, I'm not too sure. Have you seen the incident? I have seen the incident. Ish, that is a horrendous umpire call. Two players going for the ball, both of them bump heads with each other's head, and <laughs> Fife gets heads, the free man. kick. Well, you know, you could bump a head with an elbow, couldn't you? You Corey? said two players bump heads. Well, that's on me then, isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> no. I'm, I told you, I'm just not all... Anyways, play on. Yeah. Um, no, fair income, man. That was a free kick. I've got no idea. Um, and you were telling me today that, well, I and mean, we had it up on the page and that, that there's some, you know, kind of professionals out there that say, well, that sort of knock and that, he needs 19 days to they've, kind of They've suggested, they've come out and suggested yeah. to the AFL that he should take 19 days break. Those absolute donkeys, right? These blokes here now. I'm assuming that this is a fact, right? Because this is what I'm going on. They haven't assessed by They are not his practicing practitioners. They are not, you know, involved in, in the care for him or the ongoing care for him in any sort of way. So how about you, you stay out of the limelight and shut your flipping mouth. Fair him, stay out of it. He's every chance to line up this week. I think he'll miss one. I honestly don't see just because... Some donkey, who who knows where the hell they've got their certifications from. They haven't even analysed him. This is like a doctor ringing up a radio station. And <laughs> and, and fair to they saying, Bombs, you're pissing a little too much here. You've got a prostate problem. He hasn't seen me, dick. How would he know? <laughs> uh, fair, then, fair look, let, let's get back on track here. The doctors <laughs> around the club will make the right decision for him. Yes. Even if so-called experts have suggested he needs an extended period of time off, he will definitely miss this week. 
It just angers um, when they when they sort of butt in. Look, one week injury, you don't trade that. Leave not at all. Or all whatever it is, you just don't trade. It's stupidity if you did that. I don't think anyone should be considering trading Fife, even if it did become two weeks. And the reason why I don't think you should be considering him is, look, you've probably got a Butters or someone who can come on the field for you just to fill a void. I know it's going to be tough, but the extra trade you're missing out, it may cost you a win this week. You just ride that off. It's not a like it's not a hamstring. It's not a calf. It's nothing that's going to affect his playing style when he's back out on the field. And I think the points are too valuable for the trade. And where you go, like, you know, you're going to Neil, you're going to McRae, I assume. I just don't think it's worth the sideways trade. Neil's not averaging 148. I bloody love him, but I don't think the trade's worth a five to Neil. I think it's worth your first upgrade is Lockie Neil. Let me... Because the other thing is too, all right, so you trade him out, he drops cash, you bring him back in in a couple of weeks. You've used two trades to get Nat Five back into your team. Hmm. Let me tell you this. Um, oh, gee, now I've lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? It's about oh, Neil McRae, Fife. No, that's, that is bizarre. Honestly, my head's too focused. Oh, on look, I'll, I'll, I'll give you your credit. Bons, for those who don't know, you put on a beautiful beef brisket yesterday. We had an, a nice day uh, oh, oh, yeah, sitting well. together and... Uh, Oh, it took me fucking 18 service. hours to cook the bloody thing. Anyway, yeah, first hey, attempt, Dad just moved into your new house, so you know. I remember what I was going to say. So Beautiful. let's uh, let's cut back to that now. No, hold on, it's gone again now. See, you no, this is no. Now I've got it. I've got it. Shut it. I've got it. You picked five. Now we spoke about this so much in the preseason. You picked five, knowing he wasn't going to play 22. Don't have a sook and trade him when he misses one or two games now. Right, because that will bring him down to the twenty games that we probably thought he was only going to play for the year anyway. Hold him. You picked him at the start of the year, knowing he wasn't going to play twenty-two. That and that's exactly the theory. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, we drilled that in there. The, oh, look, I loved Lockie Neal, so I'm glad I picked him. I'm glad I had the balls to stick with that. I was, you know, pretty confident that that was going to happen. But there are. People that f- went into the season full well knowing that he would miss a game or two. You yeah. would be you would be stupid, I think, if well, you thought that Lockie Neal wasn't going to miss a game. I mean, sorry, Nat Five. five. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think that's why I, I would most definitely hold, uh, even more so than another player missing a week or two, because you knew somewhere, even if it was deep down, you just dig deep and you'll find it. But you knew deep down. He was not playing all 22. Look, there'll be people who trade. Would you go Neil or McRae? McRae. And I'm lucky Neil. Splitting hairs, though, really, aren't we? Well, yeah, you are. Um, let's just reiterate the fact that if you've got Gibbons, this isn't the week to trade him to freaking stack as well. Wait another week. I, I, I know we spoke about it at the start, but I just had to put his name down again to just really hone that in. Look, could, after his performance last week could get dropped but we'll let Carlton decide that um, people that are training Laird out at the moment Bonds to Whitfield or Lloyd what are your thoughts on that well I think they're upgrading their team it's just what an upgrade I would do because I'm not trading out Laird if I still believe he's going to be sort of a top 6 to 8 defender you don't do that you hold him I know you're upgrading your team you most certainly are and you know what Whitfield how stiff is he to be the second highest averaging defender with an average of 126? That's a joke. Oh, I gotta love it. The people that came at you, <coughs> given Whitfield, saying that Whitfield was going to be the number one scoring defender. And you know what, Corey? No surprise. Look at the two defenders there 128 and 126. Lloyd, Whitfield. Essentially, both me boys. Late till me third boy, Dockers, comes back. I'm just oh, thinking sweet. that next year, I'm, I'm actually, if we get Whitfield as a defender again, I'm just going Lloyd and Whitfield, and then whoever else you say. Yeah, it's not whether not. whether I agree with it or not. I'm just I'm just going for it. <laughs> I'm telling you now. It's either Dockers or Jack Crisp next year. I'm just You're so you. good at nailing defenders. It's probably the only thing I'm good at, to be yeah, honest. That's um, a bit stiff, but okay. Yeah, no, he, he, I don't even remember what we're talking about. It's maybe we're just playing. Led, Oh, Led. Yeah, no, sorry. So look, if uh, if I thought Led was still top six to eight, which I'm sitting here at the moment thinking. Yes, it's been a subpar performance. He has had a little bit of tag to deal with in the early part of the year as well. However, you know, I think trading him out is certainly the wrong move, even though you'd be upgrading your team. 
Yeah, strongly agree. I'm holding him. Um, and Rockliffe, you assume Rockliffe's back this week playing. Yeah, you dodged, I, I think you dodged he will the bullet play. out on the Dusty Express, didn't you? Well, look, that's the thing. Dusty, and we all knew how angry I was last week with him. I did. I pissed him off. I had an absolute enough of him, Dusty. Um, the stuff he, hey, can I, sorry, can I say one other thing? People that want to trade where? 102-89-84. He hasn't even scored poorly, so just... <laughs> Let's just reiterate that. And that's that's from the first two halves he's played a total. Sorry, the fir- his last yeah. first two qu- quarters have combined for four disposals. Yeah, no, that's it. Anyway, these people that are considering trading, that's about as much of a joke as the trade itself. Um, back to Dusty. Yeah, no, happy I got rid of him. And I was looking at Rockcliffe, and I said to you, you know, I really like this one fifty k here I make here. I reckon I can do some damage with this one fifty k. If I'm, you know, going to do Dusty down to Rocky. Damage or off. Yeah, well, just not the damage. I would, I would have been the absolute inverse damage that would have uh, been accomplished. Wouldn't it? But I ended up doing Dusty to Tim Kelly. And the reason I did this, um, it enabled me to swing Setterfield into my midfield and dump him on my bench and put Butters on field. So I felt like by getting Tim Kelly over Dusty, um, I felt like I was getting a top six forward, which pretty confident it still is the case. Um, and I was improving my team by having Butters on field over centre field as well, because I feel like Butters is a bit of a waste on the bench. So, um, yeah, no, very happy getting off the uh, the dusty thing there. Don't know why I was ever on it, to be honest. I should be sitting on 30 trades here at the moment and uh, not have to rectify that dusty thing. But anyways, we move on. I going to say, is dusty now, if you don't have Libra, is it just dusty to Libra? I think that is very, very obvious. However... Um, for the people that do have Libba, I don't mind the Matt Crouch selection about 560k. Obviously, you know, you go your Neils, McCrae's, Cripses, um, probably before anyone else if you can afford any sort of top dog. Um, I also don't mind the Bond. I think the Bond's going to do good things. I spoke to you last week, calls off there about how I actually uh, was considering the Bond in for um, the Dusty as well. Yep. But again, I mean, it came back to we can use a bit of DPP, don't forget, when we've got trades as well. and. I just felt that, you know, Kelly was pretty much a short thing to be top six to eight. Well, I like that. I really do like that. And I think that's probably the way I'd be going. Would be probably Boak. Yeah, I'd be going to Boak. Yeah, I wouldn't be getting Kelly this week, but I'd be using the DPP to get in track Boak if you want to piss my off. Because when you were talking about that fact that with that trade, you ended up having just one on-field rookie up forward. Yeah, so what it does is it, it ends up it ends up making my forward line and the forward line rookies, I mean, you know, Parker went eighty, eighty, Drew was like hundred, hundred. So we'll like how confident we'll be, right? And then bang, they combined for like eighty on this league and we're like, oh shit, what are we with my forward line here? But by getting Kelly in, it enables my forward line to look like this. Danger, Heaney, Kelly, Dunkley, Darcy Moore, and then I only have to play one rookie. And because of DPP, I can really choose out of Setterfield, Drew, Petrocelli, and Parker. Yeah, it's nice. Because I've got that forward mid swing now by getting by moving Setterfield to my uh, midfield line when I traded out Dusty too. So yeah, no, I'm happy with how it's all panned out. Yeah, like that. Um, all right, you right to move on to some questions? Go for it. Yeah, I know you don't. Is there anyone that you've kind of bookmarked earlier in the years, Stuart? Boak, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. So, so sort of Stuart Boak, McRae's the one I think that I kind of really want um, in terms of the midfielders, um, and obviously Neil's kind of on radar too. But um, sort of Boak, yeah, Stuart Sicily probably as well are the ones I'm, I'm yeah looking at. Yeah, don't mind it. All right, we'll jump across to some questions. Uh, Damiano, what to do with Hall? Do we just hold at this point? Or is there a better, or wait for a better rook to come up? Yeah, certainly that. And look, I said this a bit earlier. What we can do with Hoare is we can we can actually use him. And, and the way I'm using him at the moment, I can't do it this week. Melbourne have the Thursday night game, obviously. Um, but say for instance, the weekend that just went past, I was able to loophole Sam Collins with Jordan Clark. Yeah. By using Hoare in that situation, so I think with that with that sort of there, it, it's valid enough reason to not sideways him to a rookie that we're not even confident is going to maintain in the 22. And I just went uh, hoard a Parker last week just because I missed out on Parker. And, yeah, and which made total sense. Yep. Yeah. Um, I just want to go over this so you can kind of 
give you the little spiel again. Texas won Dixon's high elites. Love the podcast. Was wondering whether a swap for a swap for Laird to Lloyd. Yeah, no. So I don't do it if I think Laird's the still top for six to eight, which I, I do think he is. Um, you are you would be upgrading your team. I just don't do it. Yep. Uh, Yort, hi boys, loving the pod. Moral of this question is: Should he go uh, Mills to Lipper before he misses the price rise? Yeah, I'd do that. And and sorry if you pick Mills on the on the back of us getting a little excited about him in the preseason. Well, I think we kind of changed our tune though. So if you're listening to the back end of the preseason, you definitely wouldn't have had him. I think I think we just kind of just we were more about picking him over Williams, but we didn't want to pick either of them. Didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Um, hang on. Did I say Mills? Um, I meant Miles. Sorry. Oh, you, you said Mills. Yeah, yeah okay, Miles. Miles. Um, yeah. Well, that doesn't really change anything. I think you get rid of Miles for Libra for sure. Yeah. Um, Daz, is he better to do dunks to Boak and play Scrimshaw, Clark, or Dersma, or dunks to Rich and play Petch, Parker, or Drew? Or Petch, Parker, and Drew? Oh, I certainly think you don't bring in Rich. I mean, your, your backline rookies are so much better at the moment, and, and Boak is so much better than your defender that you look at defender premium to bring in as well. So I think you win on both accounts by going the uh, the both way. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't trade, but if you think it has to go, then I think Boke's answer. Uh, Dylan Royal, very frustrated dunk, Leona. Um, a sideways, he's, he's thinking about a sideways choice to Cali as Libba and Jay make, make it harder for him to be a top three scorer, of top three for the plays each week. Um, also asking about Sydney Stack's job security. Look, you'd assume with Martin going out for you know a little period of time here that his job security will be okay, given the you know well I didn't see the Richmond game, but you know based on Supercoach scores, he apparently uh, had a good outing. So um, I'd say Sydney Stack's kind of a good thing. Certainly over probably the next two to four weeks, um, I would have, still wouldn't be bringing him in uh, early though because you know injury can strike or he may come out and score eleven next week. Who knows? Uh, Sydney Stack's going nowhere at the moment. That was a mm-hmm. great game, but you, you still have to wait the weeks. Uh, this is getting definite read out. And Max Taratuda. Hey, guys, love the show. This season is my first proper season um, that he's really done research before round one. He's still on 30 trades, has Marty Hall and Jordan Sweet as his donuts. He's sitting 481st overall, and he's starting to panic because he didn't really prepare to be this good. <laughs> how, do we, how does he approach trades from here, providing... No injuries occur. When should he start looking to make trades? Also, at a side note, pre-season, I think I remember hearing Corey say Neil was going to do exactly what Tom Mitchell did a few years ago. Can we confirm this? Well, we, we can confirm. On, uh, and we won't let Corey too on here. I'm in charge of the, uh, the freight train around this, this joint and all the two of them. But yes, he did. Did confirm, did say uh, those things. I just didn't think he was... Probably going to be as good as we've seen in the first three weeks. Um, however, you know, I also thought he was going to be good too. So, yeah, no, good on you for Corey. And you probably had a bit to do with my sort of feelings towards Neil as well, I would have thought. Um, was he actually want to ask? Does he need to trade? No. Now, this is, I'm, I'm very sort of big on this. Trades come trades come to you. We don't go to trades. You've got the whole whore and sweet as donuts. That's Okay. Use Hoare as that loophole option in your defence there and see if you can gain a few extra points from your rookies by doing so. <coughs> Sweet is your, your captain loophole option. So, oh, You're right there, mate? No, I'm not okay. <laughs> um, and, and Sweet's your loophole option for your VC and C option. So, no, let the trades come to you. Don't go out making them or forcing them. We've only got 30. And, you know, we've got, I don't know how many weeks, 18 weeks to, to sort of go and we get three during the buy round so there is plenty of time to use trades don't go forcing anything that isn't there you nailed it the trades will come when they come and that's just going to be the nature of the game listening to kind of pods and things like that you'll know when it's it's time to go um, and you'll know when you need to pick up those players just keep doing your research find those unique players find players like Clayton Oliver you know when they start to really bottom out and if you don't have him already when he starts hitting his purple patch and things like that, almost try and have a look at those educated guesses as well. Josh Dunkley last year sending being sent back to go play in the twos to become a midfielder, coming in, hitting some great form and, and really becoming a good player at the back end of the year too. So 
just keep doing your research, Max, um, and you'll find yourself finishing a lot higher than 481 as well. Luke Thomas starting to become a good a good game of rookie roulette across the lines. Are there any rookies worth starting in each line regardless of opponent bombs? So basically any of those rookies that doesn't matter who they're playing, when they're playing, you can, they're going to be on the field for you. Yeah, Walsh, Constable, um, absolute locks. Given Clark's back-to-back set as Clark. Given Collins' is back-to-back 70s now. Collins and Durs are probably the two defenders. Um, four-line player. This is the hardest one because um, you could honestly say one out of Setterfield, Parker, Drew, Petra, Charlie, and you'd, you'd probably be right. So I don't think, with the four-line, I don't think there is one. However, in the midfield, I think it's Walsh and Constable and Butters really closely behind that. Um, and the defence is Collins and Dersma. And then Scrimshaw and Clark, you can kind of throw a blanket over if you need the third. I think Collins now has definitely become one of those ones that is almost a must start. You nailed it with Durs too. So that's that Marty Hall thing that you spoke about too. It's going to be super handy. Well, it is. I mean, the only problem is, is that, you know, when you loop on Scrimshaw and Clark, like they'll literally score mid-60s every week. And, um, you know, you, you're often looking at it and you're like, gee, do I take the mid-60? It's a really awkward thing to kind of think about. Um, I'll space with that over the weekend, you know. I had Clark go 65 and I was in a pretty good position in my league game. And I go, hmm, I've only seen Collins score, you know, 70s once before and he had like 15 points from that mark he took in the last 20 seconds. Do I really want to risk this? And so I ended up taking Clark. So... You know, I thought I was pretty safe in my league game, but I only look at one league game a week usually in the main Almost the right sort of league we play. Almost the right thing to do too. I've always had a 64.5 line rule for mm-hmm. kind of those rookies, but when yeah. it comes down to the head-to-head matchups, you've got to see where you're at. Yeah. yeah if I felt like I was a little bit behind and I was, mate, I possibly needed a few more points, and then I would have gone to Collins, you know, hoping that he could not get a 90 or something. I don't think Jordan has been listening to our podcast at the start of the preseason, but Jordan Park, what do we do with Yo? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, well, you obviously uh, hit the nail on the head there when you said he, should, he probably wasn't listening early on the preseason because never once have we said you should pick him. and he, He's not a super coach option, honestly. Elliot Yo, not as a midfield only, yeah, anyway. Um, he's got to go. Well, you know, who do you go to? Crouch. Either of them, liver. I mean, how good are the Crouch boys going though as well? I mean, 117 and 103. Like, we're getting 220 from them on average here a week. It's insane, man. Um, so you go your Crouches. Essentially, you go on liver. Um, do what I did I with Dusty last week. I think probably more important than Brad Crouch still. Agree? Yep. No, I can agree with that. That's fine. Um, do what I did with Dusty last week. See if you can use some DPP. That's a good one. You know, you've got a Dersma you could swing into the midfield. You've got probably got a Setterfield or a Drew you could swing into the midfield and potentially bench them and get a Butters on field and then get yourself, you know, a Boak, a Lloyd, a Whitfield, yeah. Kelly, no. a Heaney. You know what I mean? Like, you've got plenty of options there, yeah. Yeah, now nah, very well said. I think when you read your forward line out, like, it just sounds so perfect. Yeah, aside from the fact when you the last name's kind of like Parker, Drew, Setterfield, or, or Pitch. Yeah. Um, Andrew Tazzy's got Jack Steele, 115, Uh Feels he doesn't get enough of the ball to become good enough. He has to rely too much on tackles. Can't see him going anywhere near 110. Is he better off going down to someone like Liver? What I'm so curious about this is, he said, you know, it doesn't feel like he gets the ball enough. He has to rely on tackles. Well, what what planet have you been living on? Because that's what he's done his entire career. So I'm not sure why that was meant to have changed based on the preseason. That does that. Anyways, that, that, that might have just be another conversation for another day. But um, yeah, you don't live. I mean, I think you certainly get liver. Um, I get that his scores haven't been overly bad still, but he's certainly not a top eight to ten midfielder. He's not probably leaving the top twenty three midfielder. I would have thought. Um. Yeah. Well. They're very similar. They're kind of going to be very similar players, but the trades are going to bank you. Would you say 130? Something like that, yeah. 
that's probably not the worst option, but then you're probably using two trades again. So if you could just go to someone that you feel is going to be top eight, in saying that, I actually think Liver could be top eight. So You're making 130k, and you're getting a player who's going to average more. I don't see where the negative comes in. Yeah, no, and you're improving your team too. More money used elsewhere quicker. I don't hate it. Um, Matty H... Cade Simpson. <laughs> hey, guys, what do we do with Cade Simpson playing without sleeves? He's just bleeding cash now with those scores. Is it time to pull the trigger, or do we give it a bit of time? No, I think the one thing you've never needed to give Cade Simpson is time because he's been that durable and consistent through his entire career. You've never needed time to see or wait for form patches or any of that sort of crap. The bloke just delivers. I think we've seen three scores like we have. He's still contributing on field. Playing good footy still. However, the three scores we've seen from him is enough to suggest he's not in the top six to eight bracket and cut him and cut him now while he's worth something, money. Uh, yeah, I think I might agree with you there. Yeah. yeah. And I think you go potentially to a Shannon Hearn who's had three good scores over the start of the year. It's only like 5K more. You know, can you afford a good field or Lloyd? Yeah. I'd go to them without doubt. Six. I like Tom Stewart if you're not scared of you know, Tui coming back. Um, Sis, that's right. I mean, in who am I? You know, Daniel Rich, if you really want to go left center. But we, <laughs> we certainly do not encourage that as a selection. But you've got options. Yeah. And, I, and I, you know, I think that's probably the biggest takeaway thing is that at the price he's at, you've got a lot of options. But you need to decide whether you can see him averaging 95 plus from here on in. Ignore what yeah. he's averaged so far. It's hey, from God. here on here hey, that matters. Um, Taylor Doherty, hey guys, is it his Essendon bias or his Darcy Parrish a breakout option? Needs someone for Dunkley but only has 4K in the bank, so can't go Boke or Kelly. Cannot kick the footy to save his life, Darcy Parrish. I'll tell you, shocking. Me and you, how many times have we spoken on this podcast, pre-season podcast, got into the Essendon podcast and said, yeah, breakout person, yeah, Parrish, every time. I reckon it's every time we Get go to Darcy Parrish. It's shocking. It's time to jump off the board, honestly, if that's even a uh, term or phrase or whatever you want to call um, No, I'm, I'm way off. I would not be remotely considering someone like Darcy Parrish. Um, yeah, neither. You, I don't think you can even look at him. Charlie Smith, oh, and again, around that mark, just to say that, Bombs, I don't think there's many that I like better to trade under that for Dunkley. No. Here we, we got? We got freaking... Uh, Caleb Daniel. And if you had to, if you were that adamant on getting rid of Dunkley, Daniel's the one I'd go to. However, I'd be keeping Dunkley. I do like Gresham too underneath there, but yeah, Gresham's a sneaky one. He could he could finish top six, I think. I don't think he can. The way he's playing, he's playing what Billings was meant to be doing for the last two years, a lot more midfield time. I wouldn't be risking it though. It's one of those ones, we're very big on wait and see. Prefer yeah. to pay an extra 50k, blah blah blah. Um, Charlie Smith, who are some good downgrade options? No, we got none. Who should we trade this week? No, Sorry. no trading. Start listening to this podcast every week and listen to Bubble Boys, and we'll tell you exactly when you should be getting people. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Marwood, thoughts of Dunkley for Walters? No. Nah, I think Walters is way too up and down. Um, yeah, we Walters eight got touches last injury. week, and then. Killed it this week. It's yeah, and big injury history as well. There's too many negatives there for Walters. Play on. Already spoke about five. Uh, Justin, hey legends, is it too late to get comfortable? Thinking of training Dusty to him and upgrading McLennan to Whitfield or Lloyd. Just first, the way we look at that is what basically Dusty to Whitfield or Lloyd and McLennan to Constable. How did you not get Constable last week? I just. We don't get that. That's Justin, much Justin that's going to be a bit of a slap across the back of the head for a silly move not doing it last week. Well, um, but I what? don't mind the trade now because he's, he's probably going to finish it around four to 450k. And midfield. after you finish winding up and smacking him in the back of the head, give him one for me too. So that's, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, no, I think yeah, that's a no-brainer with, with those trades you're looking at there. Yeah. Uh, move on, play on. The benchmark. <laughs> which is Trav. He's changed his name on the website to the benchmark. I like that, Trav. Um, very good in one of our, I think, limo leagues. Is Oh, jeez, I don't like this, though. Is Dustin Martin or Sam Walsh a solid jade? Well, I'll tell you, 
Sam Walsh has averaged 87 so far this year, and that is probably the most unders I've ever seen a player uh, kind of average because he's going 94, potentially 104. We'll just see how the year pans out. But um, I don't think there's enough value in the trade to execute that at this time of year. I mean, Walsh has already worked 270k, man. Like, that, that's a fair price. And he's probably even what you're making 150k. You bet you're better off putting Dusty into another primo. I would put Dusty into another primo. I, I because then what you're doing is you're stuffing with the structure of your team just to try and make a few dollars. Yeah. Whereas you know what the hell are you going to do with all that money in the bank? I think it's I think it's bad. I think it's an ugly look, and there's no way. In the preseason, if you were asked this at any stage, oh, should I trade Dusty Marty, Justin Martin to Sam Walsh? Actually, I probably would have said yes to that, to be honest. You would have, but, but I would have know, said no. <laughs> should, should I trade Dusty Martin to Sam Walsh and just leave the excess money in the bank? No. That'd be stupid. Spend it. You've got the premium that's there. Did. That's what you did at yeah. the start, anyway. That's right. Yeah, you should have traded Dusty last week. Um... The Web Express. This is his first season a part of the Elites community, and he's absolutely loving it. Great to have you on board, mate. Good name, by the way. Yeah, does this guy not trademark the Express <laughs> name? So if he wants to send 50 bucks my way, that'd be appreciated. Right, keep up the great work. He pulled the trigger on he needed a whirlpool last week. <laughs> he showed me. That's Heaney, that is. Mm. Um, left him with 140K, and he still thinks Warp's going to be a top eight mid, so that's a top eight forward, so he's not honestly that upset, but he still probably should be because now you're going to get Heaney again eventually. Um, he's concerned now he's Dunkley. He's like, do, does he hold faith after being burnt last week, or is it time to move him on? He's thinking of Poke or Marshall. I'm assuming that's St. Gilda's Marshall. Yeah, that, that is St. Gilda's run Marshall because I've seen that he's turned up in the, in the two weeks of uh, the season and fair income. You want to you select someone. You, you might even want to raise Rowan Marshall. I mean, we should probably deactivate this bloke from our bloody Supercoach flipping website there and just, just put him... He, has he honestly floated the name Marshall in a public on a fair income? Um, and this guy's got the Express as part of his... This is an embarrassment to the Express trademark bloody thing that I've got going on here. Your price went from fifty to 75000 now. I'll tell you the price. Um, what does he want to know? Should he trade... Um, Dunkley or hold? Oh, no. Dunkley. No, no, no. Hold Dunkley. Why the hell you traded Heaney before Dunkley? I've got no idea. However, if you didn't learn your lesson last week from what Heaney done to you then don't go making the same mistake now because you're only going to get taught another lesson. And look, if you are just going to ignore bumps and you do want to make the trade, Boke has to be in before Marshall. You'd never Agreed. beat Marshall because that's just not Boke is in before Marshall. Uh, fair income, I told you. You know, you know some days when you wake up, Corey, you ever think to yourself, you know, I never thought I'd say this today. Uh, honestly, I never thought we'd be talking about Rowan Marshall. No, honestly, can, can yeah, you tell no, me no. when you woke up this morning, you thought you'd be saying the name Rowan Marshall? Rowan Marshall could have gone 150-150, and I still wouldn't be picking him. Well, now, honestly, this is no offence to Rowan Marshall. I'm sure he's got some sort of talent. He might one day become a good footballer, but in the Supercoach community, in no way should his name ever be risen at this point in time. Until he averages 110 on the year, and we just look like dickheads. Well, um, that's okay, because we do that without a player averaging <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moving on, Matt. Dunkley has to go, doesn't he? Option one, Dunkley to Billings or anyone under 508k, and that takes him to 27 trades. Option two, Gibbons and Atkins to Stack and Dunkley to Cali or Boak, down to 26 trades. Give some advice. Hold Dunkley and stay on 28 trades. My God, imagine being down to 26 trades when some people are going to have 30. Well, it's just, this is super coach, mate. I mean, people are that keen. And you know what I think it is? I think it's a bit of a trap. Super coach, because think about it. They give you unlimited trades in the preseason. So what does that get us doing? It gets us trade every day. We go, we log on, we look at our team, we click trade, we bring on this player, we restructure, we do all this crap, right? Then the first two weeks, we've essentially been taught not to trade, yeah. just hold, right? Yeah, you got to be paid. And then, and then people, then they go into this frenzy. They haven't traded for a fortnight after the previous sixty days trading eighty nine million times a day. 
How do they expect? It's like they've developed an addiction and then made them go on cold turkey. On of course they're going to want to trade. This is what this is what happens. I'm telling you, it's, 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 psychologically, it does something to people. It's, a, it's actually funny because this year now more than ever, like I'm always pretty good. Like I won't really trade. No, you know, only correctionals. I've never come out, and I don't think well, we've never come out. I don't think and had been so blessed with rookies and mid prices, where we're scoring twenty four hundred. You know, a twenty-three fifty plus in Honestly, game weeks two and three. Twenty-four hundred. I, I probably wouldn't score twenty-four hundred on any other year up until the buys. Probably even after the buys. Yeah, and it's shit like we are blessed <coughs> right now. I don't know why you'd want to be. Well, maybe that's making people a little bit more confused. They're chasing points, but yeah, don't chase points. Stick fat with trades. Stick fat with trades. Every year, my main goal is to try and get to the finals series with about six to eight trades in the bank. If you do that, you're in a very, very, very good position. I'd be happy with four at the start of the finals period, to be honest. Um, Anyways. The expectation's a bit high, but yeah. Matt's second half of the question. Also, would love and really find it interesting. He knows it's only round three, but if we could go back and... Uh, to the preseason top 10 lists, which we did, which were were a little bit of fun um, and a piss take at the same time with the boys at Insider. Um, but what changes would you make? So, no, no, you want to go through this now? Yeah, we, we quickly go. Anyone that you'd add in or take out of your top 10s in any of the lines? Yep, so so Stuart, and I can't remember if Hearn was in there, but if he wasn't, Stuart and Hearn would be in. Yep. I think probably, honestly, the easiest way to do this would be just to save everything to the top 10 players from each line. Because it's a bit hard to remember um, who wasn't. Oh, isn't. Should we do this with a little bit more time, or? Well, I'm happy to quickly run through it now. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss players though. I can guarantee you that. That's okay. Well, we're probably won't because I always do a very, very thorough job. You know that. <laughs> so, Whitfield one, Lloyd two, um, Sicily three, um, Laird four. Um, where would I go after that? Now, keep me in mind, these ones here will need so to be my top six This is where it becomes ones. tough. <laughs> this is where it becomes a little bit more tough, that's right. So, from this point now, I think I'm looking at, well, because I'm looking at Tom Stewart, I'm going to say Tom Stewart, then Shannon Hearn. Um, the next four, honestly, you could throw a blanket over so many players. It's actually ridiculous. Um, I think I'd have to go... Hmm, this is really interesting. See, this I is why I said we should have done it next week. Probably. Um, well, I've already halfway through, so I might have to finish the defence. But I think, based on what I've seen from Christian Salem, based on what I've seen from Jesus Hard Salem, Crisp. Oh, Crisp. Uh, who would be the next two? Malir has been really good, actually. We could actually sneak into the top ten. Um... Well, who else? Alright, we're not doing this now. This is this. Yeah, this is a bit way too much. <laughs> we'll put some effort into it during the week and we'll come back next week. But look, it's great. Look, just off the top of your head, you named two. You said you said you'd probably be in Chris's thing. Well, I'd I'd remove Witherden. I had Witherden pretty high. He'd be out. It'd definitely be Chris Pern. I think Stuart will probably round in there too. Um yeah, the big boys there. In the midfield, I can't did you make any kind of crazy statements in the midfield? Oh, no, because I think the only, probably the worst thing I said was Cripps was number one. He probably is. I'll tell you, Oliver, though, he's been a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, I wouldn't mind, I I wouldn't mind giving him a flick out. Or something, but I still don't mind that. I had Lockie Neal really high. I'd probably put McRae back higher. I didn't give him enough credit. Yeah, um, I, I didn't give. Oh, and this is going to be a stretch because people... I remember when I did the insider thing. Obviously, I had Martin in there, so Martin can flip off. But I had Bond actually, in the top 10 yeah, pre-season. I would put him higher. Yeah, because you had him at 10th. I, I, I had, had him Duncan, at 10th. Yeah, I had Duncan at 10th. I think he's gone all right, actually. Ah, Duncan, I would get him near Duncan. Well, that's not very nice. I just wouldn't. I said it me, not you. Yeah, no. What about Benny Cunnington? We didn't probably give him enough Jesus Christ. Honestly, how was that draft podcast? So, and I'll tell you what, it's played off. Look, let's move on. It's, it's too Josh hard. Kennedy. And then, yeah, it's Josh and then up forward, mm-hmm. I mean, names like Boak. Um, Tim Kelly, we won't be on Tim the Kelly, yeah, yeah. Dunkley, obviously, could be on the fringe now. Yeah. Um, we probably need to give Warple a bit more credit. Um, yeah. I feel like there's at least one more. Caleb Daniel, as well, probably should be in there, too. All right, and Dallas. Gale J14, we're moving on. I still have 30 trades, but only trade I'm remotely considering is Setterfield to Myers. 
Setterfield just six hundred dollars more. Mai's break even is negative forty eight, and Setterfield's is seventeen. Nah. Nah, man. You, when you're trading, you want to be trading for money or correcting something like a real shit storm. Setterfield's not in a shit storm yet. Mm. Like, and and because I think you're getting too sucked into that number next to the break even. Setterfield comes and drops eighty this week, and Mai's drops twenty. Those negatives are completely flipped on their head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't be looking at shit like that. Uh, a couple more questions. Sammy Gates, I'm very concerned that I don't have Whitfield, considering trading Martin down to Mumford and Smith oh, on Whitfield. The Phoenix. Martin's oh, still Phoenix. averaging 92. Should I just wait another week until a price rise so I can trade out someone like Setterfield or Petrocelli instead? Honestly, I'd wait. Yeah, I wouldn't be trading. But Lockie Whitfield's probably going to have a nice little juicy cash rise, so you could miss that. He will, but that's okay because he'll probably... I mean, he's going to miss games too, though, I think. At some point, yeah. you'd sort of like him too, and I think you'd trade him Hold the trades, hold the trades. Yeah. Uh, Matty Walvin, should we hold Rockliffe at the moment and try and find a more consistent performer in Brad Crouch who's back in form? Hold. So essentially, is he asking if he wants to trade Rockliffe to Brad Crouch? Yeah. I say no to that. Me too. Um, has rookie Scott's role changed? Should we be planning to move him to Richmond rookie stakeout? <laughs> 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 yes, that is so I can't good. Tell. That's and, good. And that is sticking. Steakhouse. Wow. All, all I can say is that Abel was an interesting character. So, uh, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't watch much of North Melbourne to be honest. Um, I think the only time I've seen this year was against Brisbane, and um, so I, I couldn't tell you much about Scott and the sort of player and where he's playing and that. But all I know is that he's touching the footy, footy a hell of a lot less, and his super coach score and has been impacted as a result in the last fortnight. Yep. Uh, another photo was a team photo that came through asking yeah. if Cooper should trade. Coops, don't trade, mate. That's from all people. Sorry, we said before, you know, any players that probably should... Tremor probably would, would feature a little height too, I reckon, for me as well. Yeah, I think um, I had Tremor in mine. Did you? No, maybe it didn't. I don't know. I don't know. I can't, yeah, I can't remember any, either. Um, yeah, that's that's a nice team, but I don't think you need to piss Dunkley off either. I think you'd be much better keeping 30 for another week. Doesn't have Libba though, but yeah, I don't think I'm not trading in your situation. Yeah, um, no, nothing to do there. Uh, if Rocky misses, is Libba a good option? Yeah, I'd probably yeah. still, I'd probably still hold. Really? Yeah, yeah. Even though you literally just said Libba could be to the top of. Well, of, yeah, um, but definitely, but so could Rocky the way he's playing. That's true. What the game did he get injured? There's no way I would have um I would have grabbed it either. Uh it was early, wasn't it? Like not early, early, like the second or third? It was early enough though to Yeah. I think like, like don't quote me on that, because I only watched the back end of that game. Yeah. Um a lot of dumb. Well, Christian, what to do with Green? Quarter three. Okay. Yeah. Who's Green? Toby. Oh, fit. Yeah. Is he got Toby Green? Jesus, delete your team. <laughs> what's he doing with Toby Green? Where are you doing? No, what's, what, answer me. What, what's he doing? Oh, this is, well, that's Christian, bro. I don't know what Toby, he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. Do. What's he Toby. doing? Tell him. Oh, fit. 350k. Oh, who the hell are you going to buy at 350k or in and around that price? That, that's what I'm... Ah, jeez, this is dumb. Darcy Go Moore. to Darcy Moore. Yeah. I think that is your only option should you um, yeah, should you not have someone. If you've got somehow a midfielder... What about Ron Marshall? Yeah, you've got a Ron Marshall. Jesus Christ, honestly, stop. Um, if you've got, honestly, a Ford in your midfield line, maybe switch him to your midfield and you could probably switch him to Libba. I think that would be a good move. Yeah. If you could orchestrate that. I don't know if you've got the DPP. Otherwise, if you can strictly only pick a four-line player, I, I honestly think you've got no choice but to get Darcy Moore. In the event you've already got Darcy Moore, there's only one other option, and I hate it because of how injury-prone he's been for his career, but it's Lincoln McCarthy. 
He had another good game on the weekend too. He has scored 86, 84, and 85 in his first three games. Still sitting sub 300k. Honestly, I don't know what else you want. Or, or you just hold. Unfortunately, you could just hold and wait for a rookie to pop up. Is he due back this week, Green? I don't even know what's going on. No, who knows? He plays for Jet AWS. Don't trust anything they say. Uh, Adun55, uh, big fan of the podcast, and he's going to quote Bonds here. He's like, I've had a gut full of Dusty. I've had a gut so full of Dusty. he's thinking of either Brayshaw or Sheed, uh, or doing the DPP and going to Cali. Yeah. No, no, do, do the Cali thing. I like it, and I did it last week, so it would be hypocritic, hypocritical of me to suggest anything other than to do that. Yeah, I know, and I agree. I prefer both, but I think you're just going to be short on cash from what you're saying, I'm not too sure. Um, Taz McAllister, this is a good one. Uh, 2526 this round, 26th highest score. Good on you, mate. That's, that's a fair income effort. Uh, who are your top three upgrade options that you're watching? Oh, McRae, Neil, Stewart are the three at the moment for me. Uh, mine's Lloyd, McRae, and Boak. They're my top three right now, and funny enough, they're all very expensive. Um, mm-hmm. Hi, fellas. Damien here. Great work. Thanks again for the podcast. Uh, he held both trades last week and pulled the pin last week on Vardy and... Oh, this is the Vardy bloke. He traded out Vardy and Dunkley to Warpool and Rocky. Obviously yeah. affected his score, but he's still got Rocky as a good investment and a plan to hold. Now that, Rib- now that Libra has risen 80k, should we let him go? What? As in, should we trade him? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going oh, to assume that this is taking a piss here, Damien. Okay, Damien, you're holding Libra almost all year, mate. Uh, planning one trade, to English to mummy. Yes, my cunning ruck plan of gone with Vardy in English didn't pay off. So he's taking his own medicine. The blokes just said <laughs> the guy who scored 150 on the weekend, who went up $80,000 or 60,000, rather, who has a break-even of negative 55, who's averaging right, 117 on questions. Can you just hurry up? Should he try to lose the money? <laughs> oh, fair. No, Corey, honestly, if that's not... If not well, I need to be careful, because I won't be very politically correct if I was in here. <coughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've got a what's, feeling. What's the actual question? Should he be trading English to mummy? To the Phoenix, English to the Phoenix. English weighs 100 kilos. So yeah, what? no, I think I'd be holding him for the whole year. <laughs> He's going to be able to get eaten by Grundy this week. Yeah, well, look, if, if you've honestly got a deal with English and get rid of him, and you don't have about 700,000 and you're bound to get Gorn or Grundy, then yes, I think Mummy is a logical uh, trade. How can this guy be so logical in asking, you know, should he do this English to Mummy thing? No, he has to be taken the piss, Corey, does he not? Uh, yeah, I'd assume so. Um, it could be. It definitely could be. It might just be a sarcastic question, and we just can't, obviously, read tone. Um, Charlie Smith, sorry, I was just reading the next question. This has got me a little bit baffled as well. Uh, five to Neil and Cogs to Libba. Five to Neil and still Cogs. still 30 trades. Oh, fair income. Hold both of them. What are you doing? Yeah. And this next one was talking about trading Scott. To stack no and five to nil no, hold five. What are people thinking? Hold five. Yes, agreed. Would you condone? Oh, oh hello. Would you condone? <laughs> Asian persuasion, by the way. Would you condone going early and trading out Drew and Setterfield to get Libba? Would I condone going early? I would, and you know why, Court? And I don't usually condone going early. But I think if you've got the money sitting there, ready to upgrade one of them to him, Libba is going to make more dollars than Setterfield and Drew will from this point onwards. Yeah, so I think it would Therefore, be Drew and Setterfield down to like Libba and someone else, I'd assume. But they have to be playing rookie because you can't be trading in a, in a zero because that'll kill you long term. I'd probably even go stack early in that case. Then. I don't think he'd be able to. What? Stacks oh, a midfielder, Libba's a midfielder, and you got to assume Drew and Setterfield, he's only got one of them in the midfield. Yeah, right. Um, well, yeah, okay. I think you know where I stand on that. Yeah. Um, oh, man. 
I don't even know. I want to finish on this question, but Cameron, he's got a a question for a friend in his league. Um, the guy yeah, has Toby boy. Green wants to sideways trade. Would you look at Roland Marshall or Connor Rosie or someone else? Oh, well, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> oh shit! I swore. Sorry. You are done well to hold it in. Jeez, I tell you, they're, they're, honestly, it takes a fair bit when I'm on podcast to get me swearing because usually I'll whip out the flipping and all this sort of stuff. But fair bit, and if we're going to get donkeys kind of questions like this, then we're going to need a beeping machine for, for bloody recording. I'm telling you now. I didn't actually mind the questions this week too. Actually, I thought there was a lot of a lot of good ones in there too. Oh well, yeah. Let's that, trade Toby Green. Rowan Marshall got mentioned four times during questions, and you, fair income, you you reckon the questions are right this week? You need a check as much as these bloody guys here. There was the, no uh, way I wasn't reading them out either. Holy crap! Well, you know what you do when you give airtime to stupidity. Stupidity will continue to follow for you. It's uh, honestly. Oh shit! No, you don't make any of those trades. Refer to last Toby Green answer for for that one there. Bombs, vice captain and captain this week. Well, this week's going to be an interesting week, Corey. Um, haven't done much about my rider, but what I do know is that McRae will more than likely not be tagged by Greenwood, so he becomes a good option. Lockie Neal against Essendon. Obviously, you have to consider and given the form the man's in. We also need to consider where our VC yeah, kind of loophole right player right. is this week. A lot of teams run in Jordan Sweet, like myself, who plays on a Friday night. What does that mean? It really only leaves us with a couple of choices. It leaves us with maybe a Clayton Oliver, a Max Gorn, a Jake Lloyd probably for a VC. However, if you've got yourself a Paddy Vines who, you know, plays for a West Coast or, you know, another team that plays on a Sunday, your like options... me. Like you, yeah. Your options become a little bit more uh, kind of versed. But, look, it's safe to say that your usual suspects, your dangers, your crips... Your Neils, your McCrays, they're all kind of feature uh, quite heavily. And who knows where the smoky might come from this week, uh, Corey? I've got a feeling that potentially even Jay, the, the J bomb, the Jager, might be able to do something significant. But what I'll say is this keep an eye out for this Port Adelaide defence this week. Three weeks in a row, halfback flankers against the Tigers have absolutely popped off. Nick Newman, week one, scored 134. Jack Crisp round two against the Tigers. What he scored one fifty odd. The whole yeah. back one scored well, and then again, bang, Lockie Whitfield on the weekend. So keep an eye out uh, for some of those Port Adelaide uh, players who like to take marks and get kicks around that sort of back flank to midfield because uh, they may even feature in the uh, choosy choosy captains this week. Okay, so what are you going with right now? Oh, sorry about that. Um, well, as it stands, I don't think I can do Max Gorn to be honest. Lloyd's done nothing wrong at the moment. I think I'm going to have to VC uh, Jake Lloyd. And to be honest, I mean, Crips against Gold Coast, I think that one almost picks itself, especially coming off of 157. Yeah, I don't mind it at all. Um, so right now I've got the luxury of Bynes. Um, so I'll be having uh, Lockie Neal, I think, into Cripper, and that's purely on form. The other one that I really like is Grun- uh, yeah, Grundy against yeah. English. Yeah, so you're in a privileged position where you can have a look at that because you've got the binds. Yeah. I've got only a Marty Hall or a Sweet who plays in that game, so I can't do much with that. Yeah, it becomes a little bit... Unless different. Gibbons gets drops this week and that changes absolutely everything for me. Yep. Um, vice... Ca- oh, just done just yeah. uh, Trades? you looking at any trades this week? No, I'll be trade-free. You know, I've just come fresh off a 2,400. I'm pretty over the moon about my last trade. There's no bubble boys to get uh, yet. So I uh, won't be doing anything until I've got um, a bubble boy to get. And, yeah, then I'll be looking to do my first upgrade. Yep, and as far as our leagues, uh, shout-out to Paul from Labardi's Boys, who was top score in that league with a 2-4-2-7. Um, Brenton from Destruction Devils for a hungover league, which was 2-4-3-3. Um, we've had some big scores in there. I must say, pretty proud of the Supercoach Elites leagues as well. I think we've got one of our leagues, Supercoach, Divi, uh, Supercoach Elites 1, I think is sitting third overall in the leagues. Wow. Um, Hungover League is sitting, I think, 12th or 11th or so. No, 26 it is. Um, and I think we've got, in the top 100, we had like eight leagues. 
single right. top 100. And that that's right. and Supercoach Elite, uh, their hungover league is sitting 123 as well. So, yeah, we've got some It's no coincidence, Corey, though, that our listeners, and when they're involved in leagues with us, are obviously uh, performing at such a high standard, though. The elitist community doing well. Um, shout out to, I'll give the top three of our group a bit of a wrap as well. We've got uh, the Bombrays, which is Matthew. He's 53rd overall. Uh, Darren from Aussie Divers Phuket uh, is 36 overall. It sounds like a bloody advertisement. This is fun, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, And Reese from Hastings Hacks is sitting 14th overall ranked. So just a bit of a shout out for our community doing some good shit. And hopefully the, hopefully the winner does come from, uh, you know, a bunch of... I think there is so many sitting in the top thousand as well. Like, we could have Heaps. probably 30 teams, I reckon, sitting in the top thousand. Like, well, it's great. And like I said before, good mate Tristan. Um, well, good mate. Fucking... Oh, then I'll just read some... Elite's team member, Tristan. Um, admin, I should say, sitting nicely at 215. So good on his Zito's Burritos is his team name as well. I like that. That is a good name. Hey, yeah. no, there's nothing wrong with team member. I reckon team member over admin is probably a bit more respectful. Yep. Well, there. Yeah. Good one, team member. And of course, we haven't heard from Russ for a while, who led last year for us. So he's gone a little bit quiet. Um, under a rock, honestly, under a. <laughs> MIA. Uh, all right, Bonks, anything else to add to this pod that went for a lot longer than what I thought it would? No, honestly, Corey, we speak about Rowan Marshall again next week and I'm pulling a bread up. Can't wait to trade him in. All right, our latest community, on behalf of Bonks and myself, peace out and thanks for listening. <laughs>